not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee deep in a pool of stagnation. Ah, oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, we're here with um, Mr. Larry Vaughn. His position is standing um, and not sitting, I, I'm guessing. Um, uh, Mr. Vaughn, welcome to the show. Um, as usual, okay, I just want to say, um, just before I call Mr. Vaughn, um, there was one thing that, that, that popped up. There was an announcement made um, by the Minister of State with responsibility for health, um, Wendy Phipps. This is on Wednesday, uh, the 25th of March at 3 p.m. basically. And um, a couple of announcements. So one, uh, there are two confirmed cases of COVID-19 in St. Kitts. Uh, one is a 57-year-old female national. Uh, one is a 21-year-old male national returning from New York, both on March 18th. Um, this was confirmed on March 24th, um, and there are a couple of things that they're going to put in place, which is she mentioned that they're going to do contact tracing, um, they're going to quarantine them, that's number two, and three, they're going to try to contain the infection as much as possible. Um, in light of this information as well, one other thing has popped up, which is that the school closure time, which was originally slated to be on Friday, uh, is now going to happen this afternoon. So there will be no school going forward um, across the nation and the Federation. Mr. Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show. I, I know this is really like, this is kind of on the cusp of this information and whatnot, but um, mm -hmm. what, is, what is your perspective on COVID-19 and how do you feel um, that we are taking it as a society and as a community? My thoughts on COVID-19 is that it is... It points to us that globalization is not just something that happens in a vacuum and it's out there, but that there is connection between our countries. Because here's something that happened in a place called Wuhan, China, that I've never heard about before. Never. never. And now you're telling me that within two months, it is here in the Federation that two persons coming out of New York would have had it. And so... My thoughts on, um, on this sickness mm. is that it shows us that there's an interconnectivity between the lives of the people out there and here, mm. and it means we have to take things seriously, even when we hear about them and they're not here yet. It's true. And it's a little scary. I, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, it's a little, it's a little unnerving, the speed the speed is a little unnerving because, I mean, the first time I even heard of this, I think, was in January. I mean, and it had been, it had been circulating according to reports since November, uh, late November. Um, that's when there was the first light that there's, this, there's something that might be novel about this coronavirus that's spreading in Wuhan. So a solid month went by without really much fanfare to talk about. Um, and yet... Here we are now in March and, you know, two confirmed cases and all throughout the Caribbean, there's been infections. Well, cases, let me not say infections. I have to be very careful about my words. Well, I'm, I'm glad, though, for, for one thing, that we are able to identify where the first two cases came from. I had a fear that while we kept saying that St. Kitts and Nevis is the only OECS or perhaps CARICOM country that doesn't have an infection yet. I My greatest fear was that it was here, and by the time we identified our first case or cases, they would have been locals with no travel history, 
and the tracing would have been a problem because WHO um, always um, say to countries, when dealing with this um, coronavirus, you must look for tracing, testing, and treating. Mm -hmm. And so, so while we may not have been testing as much as we needed to, and uh, treatment was not necessary because we hadn't identified by the time we identified and we couldn't trace, that would have been another issue. Of course. Of course. That would have been, that would have been an issue for much concern. But do so you, I, I'm glad I can, uh, we, we, have, we are able to identify those. People. You said something just now, and, and I, wanna, I want you to get, get a little bit deeper into it. You're saying that we haven't been doing as much, um, as much I don't know, research or testing as we need to do. Um, what, what, where do you say that? I say that because St. Kitts and Nevis, we have a wide open border. Mm-hmm. Um, if our first cases had not come out of New York, it was possible they could have come out of London. Mm. They could have come out of North Carolina. They could have come out of Georgia. These are places we have direct flights from. And if we are going to if we are going to quarantine people who are coming from these different places when they land, it would have been good to have done some testing at, at the same time as well. Mm-hmm. Because to to quarantine somebody and wait for the 15, 20 day period, because some people say go up to twenty days for it, um, to have them in quarantine for that time and still don't have an understanding of what their status is really puts you at a disadvantage. Um, one of the things I could recall um, when it comes to healthcare, um, when we are dealing with HIV AIDS, we tell our people, know your status. When we talk to diabetics and, and, and those with high, high blood pressure, we tell them test regularly mm-hmm. um, so that you know um, what, what your status is. But yet, we have a situation where we have a global crisis that we that just people crossing the border can have an influence on your status, and you're not testing mm. as much as you as you need to. I got you. Um, the thing is, let so me those, ask. So those are the concerns I would have. That's because. Let me ask you a question. Do you know? Do you know about the um? I, again, I, I listened to the press conference yesterday. Um, and what they were saying, I don't know, if, correct me if you, if you think I'm wrong, because I don't know if you listen. Did you listen to it? Or did you watch uh, it? I think I, I think I listened more closely than anybody else, because oh. I've been playing it over and over last night and today, because you sometimes need to listen to the public figures and to listen for what they said mm-hmm. versus what they didn't say. What they didn't say. Because, I mean, one thing that they mentioned, again, correct me if I'm wrong, because you might have listened to it more than me. But the who they said um, the WHO has stipulated a guide on when to do the actual testing. Like it's not just test everybody, but test people who show um, like signs. I guess they have like a guide as to when to do right. testing. Right, there is there is such a guide. Mm-hmm. It because of of risk management. Mm-hmm. Um, within risk management, you would have to understand that you cannot test everyone. Mm-hmm. However, when persons meet a certain, let me call it threshold, mm-hmm. so they may say that they, have, they are lethargic, they 
have come from a place where there's a, an outbreak, um, they meet a certain criterion, then that kind of person you want to test. Of course. Mm. I am not convinced that we would have had 80-something persons quarantined, but only 39 would have needed testing. Mm. Mm. The thing is, I don't know. Like Again, I thought, I, 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 I don't see where you're coming from. And I'm wondering if, was it, was it 80 persons or was it 267 or 87 persons? Oh, right, yes, 287 um, and odd, right, yeah. right, 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 and, right, right. And they did say they only tested 30, I think it's 32? 39. 39. 39. Yes, they tested 39. They got back, I think it was either 12 19, or 19 and 20. And 20 and was also. 20 pending, yes. Yes, 20 pending. And I'm guessing one of these tests came in yesterday, which, which would mean that was one of the pending. Um, mm-hmm. So you're saying you don't believe that within that 289 um, figure, that only 39 of them would have only been Only 39 changed. you're going to test? Wow, that's, 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 to me, because, because you're talking about 289 out of thousands of persons would have landed within that period. Hmm. But I, I really, I think I really need to talk to somebody. You, you remember, you remember the figure is still wider than, um, than the 289. It's not like 289 people landed. In Saint Kitts, it's um, more than that. Sometimes some of these flights have have close to 100 on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And their flights so have been there, so. So if you so if you're talking about these hundreds, perhaps thousands that would have come in, mm-hmm. if if you're telling me that um, in your in your risk management, 289 needed to be quarantined, I would think that 289 or some number greatly up there closer to the 289 should have been tested. Mm. Wow, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good interest. That's an interesting point of view. Um, yeah, because the thing is, even when I was listening to it, I was like, okay, 289. You know, even in terms of quarantine, because I, again, I'm not so sure how full these flights, I don't have any facts on that. Like, so I don't know, I'm speculating. But I'm saying, if you have a flight every day, like... I would be thinking that from these at-risk areas, especially from these, from America, and I'm sorry to say, but anyway, in America, America, um, the UK, China is a probably no, no, but every other place, it's like these at-risk places, we need to like quarantine these people. 289 sounds a little low on the low side of quarantine from these specific places. Because I mean, most of our passengers do come from these places either with connecting flights or whatever. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's like, are we quarantining everybody comes in on these flights? Or are we just quarantining a select few of these people? Maybe that's a question that needs to be asked. Like, how much of these, how much of the people that came in did we quarantine from these specific ports? You know, and I guess that's a different, that's a different ball game. That's a million dollar question. That's a million dollar question. Of course, I know. Um, from what they said, they said that the the quarantine period is fourteen days. I didn't hear. I know that for the WHO, they said that from 14 to 20 days is, is, is adequate. But I mm-hmm. think, I think um, our government did, went to the law and decided and said, look, 14 days, if they don't show any symptoms or anything, then, you know, we let them out, which kind of rules out the asymptomatic principle. Right, because here's what I, I would have recommended as well, mm-hmm. in that even if you have 
39 persons showing symptoms while you tested those. Mm. I now would have made a, um, a judgment call as to what percentage among those that are quarantined or would have come from abroad, from those places, that I still would have randomly tested mm-hmm. because you still have the asymptomatics between there that you need to know. Mm. Oh, okay. I, I think that's a, that's a good point. I think that's a good point. Do you think, do you think then, um, I mean, you, you heard the press conference. What are your thoughts on what was, was presented there? The presentation in yesterday's um, press conference was too siloed for me. Siloed? Yeah. Yesterday was a focus on the economics. Mm. Fiscal and economic packages. Mm. And nobody thought about how the safety of the people should be put with these economic packages. Let me give you an example. Sure, We're talking about um, social distancing. Mm-hmm. There are thousands of petitions and divisions who take the buses regularly. Mm-hmm. Was there anything in the package to protect those people by determining that the buses must now carry nine persons maximum. So that two persons per seat is eight, and one in front is nine, and they can keep a social distance while taking public transport. Uh, that's, a, that's a radical, that's radical. Um... And, and did, did, did they also think, perhaps, mm. that since the busmen will, will now be asked to carry less passengers, that a part of the stimulus package is to say to each busman who is registered that they get up to $4,000 per month over the next three months um, to assist them while they carry um, less passengers. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Plus my compensation. Because is this is now economics plus safety plus health. Plus safety plus health. I think uh, economics, 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 mm-hmm. and void of actual social. And void of social right life. because because the bossmen are businessmen too, mm. and they'll be asked to assist in ensuring that we don't have the spread of this illness in the federation while they do a service for the people. That's a good point. Um, and I think, I, I honestly think that, no, that, I, again, it's a good point. It's a very good idea. Like, I don't have any amendment to it. Um, I do think, though, that I, I'm not sure if the press conference yesterday dealt with it. Um, I don't know if it's because it's not, like, there were no confirmed cases why they were doing that. Because it, I, don't, I don't know if, for the past that I've been paying attention to, for what I've seen or what I've heard so far, I haven't heard them say anything about social distancing to the point that they are enforcing that. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've not heard them yeah. say anything like, um, you know, let's, let's try to keep social distancing at the bars. I mean, they would do it in different 
I think different companies would have their own, you know, internal culture of saying, okay, look, we're not going to allow this much, this much people to be in the bank. Somebody raised a very good question yesterday mm-hmm. when they were asking, but what about outside these institutions where we have people lining up um, with the same spacing arrangement as if they were inside? You know, is it, is it, we, we're still crowding, but we're just not crowding inside the businesses. It, it's, and, that, and that is one of the things that I found was missing mm-hmm. in our in our initial response to the need for preparation for COVID mm-hmm. in that Anguilla I saw maybe about two or three days ago prepared a document that is widely disseminated and it says that there are four stages to their COVID preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what is in each of the stages, but I can tell you stage one was that this is a stage where there's no outbreak. Okay. And they have certain things that need to be done during stage one. So the closing of their borders, I think, was one. Closing of schools, another. And they list what happens on the one. Two would be perhaps um, that the virus has arrived. They know... So that might be when tracing should be done, Mm -hmm. um, perhaps social distancing, and there are three and there are four. Four stages. Now, I am aware that St. Kitts and Nevis also has done such preparation and that we have those four stages as well. However, I can't tell you what they are. Because one, um, I think they were said to the nation by the chief medical officer, who's been doing a great job. Yet, they are not; they have not gone the way of proper marketing and uh, and and publication to put out such a flyer that it's in each home that everybody knows what the national response is, what is expected at each stage. So now that we know that we have an outbreak in St. Kitts and Nevis. What is um, our stage two? Yeah, that's a good point. We don't have any idea. We have no idea. And and in an age when we have more informed citizens, you can't have more informed citizens with less information. Mm. You're right. You're right. I, I think maybe clarity, we're missing all the clarity for sure. Like in terms, in terms of what you're saying, I agree completely. Like, in terms of even like a broad spectrum, like, hey, look, we are in phase one now, just like Anguilla, we're in phase one now. Um, I guess there's no need for extreme levels of social distancing. We're not going into quarantine right. or nothing like that. But when we reach to stage two, we're going to start implementing. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, for me, I don't think it has to be very um, specific. It just has to be like at least general. Like, it has to be clear. It has to be Clear. Yes, to be clear. Understand because because it is from such a document, people know how to respond. Mm-hmm. This is what the national response should be. Should we get to such a stage? But by I, I, because, because, because yeah. here's my fear. Go ahead. Here's my fear mm-hmm. that we have the banks having their own standards. The the schools having to wait for the Ministry of Education to determine whether school is closed or not. We're going into the Easter vacation, which means right thereafter, 
or high schoolers are going into their CXs. Mm-hmm. And we don't have anything in place known to the country. Wow. So yeah. if, I, if I were a parent, what would my child do? Um, will there be online learning? What is the, the, the system for it? Um, how can I be prepared to make sure that I can benefit from it during this time? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Because yeah. I don't think we're going to tell any of our children that they're not going to do any CXC this year. Why? But it's scary to think we won't have any CXC this year, but let's move on. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, I'm going to say something that, that's probably like a little bit more hopeful. Um and when I say hopeful, I mean it in that we live in a time where certain things are much easier to accomplish without having to have human-to-human contact. That is true. Like, is true. I don't think it's beyond the CXC, the, 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 the Caribbean Examination Council, to institute certain measures that would allow remote test-taking. I, I don't, I, I mean, I know it's unprecedented in terms of this has never been done. We However, have, it takes planning. It does take planning. And it takes, I mean, there's, a, there's an, a massive amount of adjustment that needs to happen for this. Because it's not like the COVID-19 um, um, outbreak said, hey, look, guys, here's a year. And let's just get, get yourself together because I'm, I'm coming. It, it, it literally was downplayed for a very, for a while even looking at the, the culture of the United States and how they've shifted in less than a month. Like, mm-hmm. they, they went from, you know, we just have a few cases to, well, gosh golly, we have, we have 50-something to, no, we have hundreds, no, we have thousands of cases. I mean, the last I heard was 40,000-something, and I'm not, that by this time, it's already risen to more, way more than that. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, and, and, and understanding the epidemic and understanding how it, it goes, the exponential curve is, is probably a little vague for human beings because we don't think we think in, um, in those terms. But if you had to double the cases every day and it takes 50 days to get to a million, then guess what? The day before, it was 500,000. Mm. So on day 49, it was 500,000. And on day 50, it was a million. That, that's ex, that's an exponential curve component. So they didn't know. But I'm saying we live in a time where technology makes it much more convenient to do things more remotely. It just it, it does take some planning. It does take some commitment. And I think now is the time for them to start putting those wheels in motion and saying how could we possibly make this pos- how could we make this possible? Because again, I would not like to think that things like CXC will be cancelled this year. I, I I don't even want to consider how I, the examination board and not only just them, but how different communities will deal with that. And that's just one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, Mr. Vaughn, back to you because uh, I mean, this yeah. is about your opinions. But um, <laughs> what what is it? What is it? Do you do you feel about um, even the economic parts of it? Are the economic parts of it sound? Do you have any um, any com- com- commentary about it? No. What do you think? The, the economic part of it, they are good in that they bring relief. They bring ease. Like, for example, um, companies don't have to, to look to pay certain taxes or they get a relief. Um, I know one tax has been reduced from 33% to 25%. 25% yeah. um, That's the corporate income tax. 
Yes, asking that those companies retain up to about 75% 75 of their the staff. Um, so there is something in it. Do you think it came too late? Boy. I'm, and the reason I'm saying that, I'm not, not trying to load I, I, you. I, I, well, well, well. For, for, the, for the tourism sector, perhaps. Mm. Because some of these companies have already really begun to lay off. Yes, and, and, and that's true. And some companies as well have already started. Um, not wanting to name anybody um, would have had tax breaks as well. So they might have paid zero in um, in income tax in corporate income tax, and so they can't slash zero anymore. No, other than that, so, is what negative. You don't, so, pay them. you don't pay them to keep so their staff. Maybe you have to pay them to keep their staff. But um, in situations like those, um, the payment, the, 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 the initiative um, may have been a bit late for, for, for tourism, for those who, were, who have been paying the taxes, who could have benefited rather than lay off when, when they realize. So, for example... My thing about the closure of the border mm -hmm. um, is that, to me, it was closed for us, for us to announce that it was closed. It was after the horse had bolted, we decided um, I closed the gate. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because airlines, from Sunday, I was monitoring um, American Airlines, and they had announced cancellations for flights or like Friday and Saturday coming. Mm -hmm. They had already announced that the flights were cancelled. At one point, they were showing the last flight coming to think it was today, Tuesday. Oh. So, having shown those things, for us to say now that we're closing the border, when it's not like hotels are not going to have bookings, so they're now going to have to be compensated because they're losing bookings because we closed the body. Hotels had no bookings. So we, we're, not, we're, not, we're not stopping anybody from coming in. And I certain, neither you nor I nor anybody else who listened to this, would have wanted to travel anywhere, including New York, at this time. No, not even close. Uh, so, to close. So again, to close the border at this point, to announce that it's going to be closed, mm -hmm. it's as if, well, who do you want to come in and go out anyway? Mm. Would would it would yeah. I, I think I think you know what I think that would more likely affect more affect it's nationals who would have been looking to return, even though I feel yeah, like this is pretty late. Yeah, in the but game. national because I know some I know some um, nationals abroad, mm -hmm. especially some students in Wichita Falls was they were trying to get home, mm -hmm. and some would have um, yesterday. Um, some some were still trying. I hope some got through today, but. Um, they wanted to come home, and my thing is, and the next thing I didn't hear and I was listening for would have been, what are we going to offer those nationals who are now stranded abroad? Right. Are we going to offer them consular service? Are we going to make sure that our embassies um, look out for them, um, make sure that they're all right, that they have some place to stay? Uh, we can't even just stay with people at this point because nobody gonna want nobody in the house no, at no. a time of an outbreak. No, no. Wherever you so are, how you do we ensure? 
So how do we ensure that our people whom will be stranded out there mm. are taken care of as well? That is a very good question. I, I just made a note of it because I think it's a very good point. How do we, like, I mean, it, there's no, I, I don't, I, again, I listen to the, the, the broadcast. I also listen to some parts, some pristine, some parts of it again. And there was no mention of foreign aid in terms of foreign aid for our nationals, or aid for our nationals in foreign states. Um, especially students. Especially students and especially, and yeah, especially students, especially students who were, you know, looking to return at some way point or at some point. Unless they're going to live on the the loans that they they've already taken, um, but even so, some of them supplement some of that income with jobs um, in right. those countries. Right, and those jobs over there are laying off as well. Are laying off as well, which is a terrible situation to be in. Wow, that that's a good point. Um, is it that you feel then that what would have been a better time frame then for this? Should we have cut? Or should, do you think that we should have closed the borders sooner? Or is it that closing the borders now is not only convenient, but the right time to close it? Well, it's a catch-22. I know it is. It's a very difficult because question. Because if, if you close the border earlier, you are affecting your economic um, prospects. You are? If you allow it, yeah, because... Um, your 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 economy is based on services and 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 and, and tourism services. Yes. So closing so the borders is shooting yourself in the foot. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. But if you leave the border open, those very same tourists can come in with the very illness you're looking to get rid of mm-hmm. or to avoid. So it's really what we call a catch twenty two. <laughs> Whichever side you pull, you you you're catching a risk. And and that's why you know I, I kept I kept talking to when I talk to people I said I don't I I am happy that I am not a leader in this country at this specific juncture in time. This is not just difficult. This is this is this is a supreme challenge because getting yeah. the balance right is the difference between yeah. ending up in a really awful position. Because it's not like people look at this um, from the health side, they're looking at it from the economic side, but there's also a, a serious social implement here. Because if things get desperate, and I think that's why more or less the economic stimulus package that they presented yesterday, maybe they felt that was what was, you know, most, what most people were concerned about their income. But in terms of the social point, Again, it sort of relieves that pressure because my biggest, and I'll, I'll share my biggest fear with you, Larry, and you could comment on it and tell me what, what you think about it. But my biggest fear is not that we get the virus and it infects 50% of the people. That is awful. I would not like that. That's not what I would like. But that's not my biggest fear. My biggest fear is that people get desperate. They get so desperate that we have a, a, a state filled with just pure anarchy. And there's no way to escape because our borders are closed. We can't leave. We're really stuck here with each other. And if some of us are too desperate, then it becomes a very violent and unpredictable situation. That's my biggest fear. Like not catching COVID-19, but having to live in a, in a space that's, you know, completely void of, of, of law and order. Like completely. And it's not even that I could blame the people that are doing it so much so that they feel that this is necessary for them just to survive. I mean, let, let's not pretend a lot of us, a lot of us who live here, 
we don't have this sort of three and four month prospector savings plan or something in the works or something hidden under the bed for us to survive on no income for the next three, four months. That is, that's just not how the general consensus of people, that's not how they operate. But I don't know, what do you feel about that? What's, what's, what, what is your primary concern at this juncture? Well, I can tell you, Stevie, you have frightened me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't um, mean to frighten you. I'm just sharing yeah, openly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, you still need to have a society based on, on order. That people respect each other still. And that there is light at the end of the darkness. Indeed. So um, at this point, like, as a reporter from CNBC or, or MSNBC, I think it is, um, asked U.S. President Trump a question recently asking him about what would he say to the people who are faithful at this time. And not wanting to give Trump's response. Um, you've got to give people hope at this time. Indeed. So even if the stimulus package at this point may not have gone far enough, may not have looked towards the a balance between the social, the economic, the environment and everything and to be sustainable, we still have to look as to how we can, as a people, be more civil to each other at this point. Indeed. For example, um, yes, you're going to keep your social distance, but how do you make sure that the guy next door who lost his job, that you can share one of the two things you have, you eat one and he eats as well? How do you make sure? Because it is going to test our humanity. It's not going to test. I don't think it's going to test our health system as much as it will test our humanity. Mm-hmm. It won't affect our pocketbook as much as it affects how we treat each other in these hard times. That's true. And so my, I, I, I can't say outside of what you've just said that I have a fear. Mm-hmm. It's more so I have a desire to see us come out of this better than we came through. 100%. Agreed. And you know, the, the one thing I've heard recently is that gave me, not that, not that I'm hopeless and not that I'm filled with fear. Just uh, Let me just say that. But in terms of what it is, hard times happen to human beings in measure. All right, and at the end of anything, the COVID nineteen epidemic or pandemic, I keep, pandemic will be over at some point. It's, it's, it's not gonna be forever. It's gonna happen. It's gonna run whatever course, our uh, whole best ever we could, tra- you know, help to track that course through. But it's going to be over at some point. And at this say, at, at well, piggybacking on what you said, we still have to be civil to one another until that point and even therefore mm-hmm. after. 
um, it's a situation of we have to maintain our humanity because at the end of the day, COVID-19 is not our humanity. It's just, it's a challenge. It is a challenge. We have to take care of each other. We have to be mindful citizens as much as possible. I mean, yesterday, even within the, the press conference I heard, um, I think it was... I don't know if it was Miss Phipps. I don't know. Miss Nice. She was not Miss Phipps. But a lady came up and she said, um, we gotta be vigilant. Like there might be a situation where people try to get here illegally. You know, everybody lives on the coast. Like if you see something, you need to say something. Like the yeah, coast yeah, the, yeah. the coast guard will not be able to be everywhere. And I, I took it to to be something more than that. It's not just about like, you know, policing the borders, but it's about taking care of each other too. Like even value Matt, I, I really was impressed with them the other day for um against capitalism saying listen we're going to limit the amount of certain hygienic products that you could buy so that everybody yeah, could get yeah. to get a chance to to have these products we're going to limit it to two and i think that was that was very big of them and and i'm not i'm not sponsored by them i'm not trying to like hey you know but at the same time you have to see good and 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 try and try to emphasize and and empower that it was a good thing it's opposite capitalism cuz somebody could come one and buy all and you would still make the same profit yep but i think that that's that's what we need to do we need to look at what could we do to make sure and ensure that everyone is safe and taken care of well, I only shop at Value Mart for a simple reason. It's close. It's now it's the closest place to the bus station, mm-hmm. so I could walk from there to the bus and at home. And what I like, um, twice now I've gone, and they do the hand sanitizer as you enter. They wipe down the cart, yes. especially the handle, to make sure that it's all good and proper. And so this tour itself becomes hygienic in the way, um, in what happens, the way people interact by. And so I like that. And then there's a sign that um, the bleach, the, the the Clorox wipes and some other stuff that you're limited. I, I like that. It says that there is an understanding across the board. Yes. Um, I, I can't say I've seen it in other stores because I don't go to other stores. <laughs> but I pray, I pray to something that takes, takes hold. Well, today, so that, today I've seen, uh-huh. just an update, today, like I, I, I usually go to Rams and it's only because it's closer to where I live. Rams, best place. Okay. Um, but when I go to, to that, to Rams, there, there is a dispenser, uh, a hand sanitizer dispenser on this side. Um, over the maybe a week, um, it wasn't police. There was no one there. You basically so, so no one tells you to use it if you so you can just pass it straight going and, and pass. You it could up. generally pass it straight, and there were oh. some foreigners who were in front of me and passed it. And I said, "Hey, hey, come! You know, there's some hand sanitizer there. Let's just let's just keep this thing. <laughs> let's just keep this thing real." Um, but but beside that, no. Today I went there. Um, after I went to the gym and. There was a lady there and she had Lysol and she was wiping on the cats and everything and she was directing okay. people. And so, so there, it, it's, it's becoming a more proactive approach. I guess, you know, Value Map might have been way out in front with the way that they did it because I think they instituted all of these things at once. But at least, you know, other companies seem to be following suit and, and, and trying to, to make well, it. I was, I was recently in Barbados and I saw it in two supermarkets I was in. Um, 
and ironically, one was the day prior to their first case, mm -hmm. which would have been Monday the 16th, and then by Tuesday the 17th when they announced, um, I found it in the other store as well, where they were telling you to use um, the hand sanitizer when you come in, mm -hmm. and if you were using um, a basket or a cart, they would spray it down or wipe it down before you, you, you use it to go it's quite it's quite interesting. It's interesting and I I'm really, happy to see now I'm home. Yes, I I'm telling you like I said I said I said this to a friend of mine yesterday. I said I am happy to be in St. Kitts. I I am happy to be and not just because of you know going through the whole situation of not having any COVID cases, not because of that. Because this is where I'm from. This is where I live. This is where I'm surrounded by people who support me and I'm surrounded by people I love. So, like, I don't want to be in a foreign place and wishing I was home. I, 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 I can't imagine anything else more horrifying at this point. Like, no matter what happens here going out, like, I still would prefer to be here. If I'm going to self-quarantine, let me self-quarantine mm -hmm. here. <laughs> yeah, because I've got a friend from St. Kitts who is in Geneva right now. Mm. He followed on a, a, a course I did with the WTO and you get to to work with the WTO for 10 months. And he's there now. He went at the beginning, of, at the end of February, the beginning of March. And so he's working from home right now in Geneva. Mm. And I could imagine how he he would have wished he was in his home. Um, I, I check in with him every day. Mm -hmm. um, he hasn't once said to me yet that he misses home, but um, I could imagine. I could imagine. I could imagine. And so, my, to be home is good. To be home is good. To be home is good. But anyway, Larry, man, thank you so much for your for your thoughts, man. I really do appreciate no you, you you coming and talking to us, spending time talking to me and you know people out there listening and so on. Man, just stay safe out there. You just, you just, you just, you just. All right, man. Thank you, Larry. <laughs> <laughs>